weirdly turning 30 like allowed me to do a kind of mental reset yeah. on yes. the on the hormones. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, no, no. But still, babies, you guys. They're great babies. <laughs> yeah. And I can tell that I'm, I mean, you tell me, but I, I can tell that it's not rational and it's hard. Because oh, yeah. I'm like, I think it would feel so great to be pregnant. I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, but that's your body. You're like, don't you want to get pregnant? Wouldn't that feel great? Wouldn't you yeah. love to have a person? Your, your body is like your, in your body. Your shitty friend at the theme park is convincing you to go on the rise you shouldn't go yeah, on. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you won't get car sick on the twister. Great. You won't. It's going great. Yeah, that's awesome. Your yeah, your hormones no are being a real lying jerk. Would have sex with me as listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like, Don't not anymore. Run away. <laughs> like, no, no, no. I'll wear a condom. Yeah. Honey, 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 come home. Cause we've got things to talk about. I've been sitting here on my own And I think we can work it out Honey, 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 come on Cause I think we can work it out Ari and Betsy, welcome to Honey. <laughs> Do you guys have questions before we get started, by the way? Uh, no. No, cool. drink some water. I've been drinking some water. Drink more water. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, um, You'll just have to gesture at me when, because uh, I don't hear this stuff. I'm like... <laughs> well, you gesture that at me all the time. That yeah. could just mean, like, oh, that's true. I'm watching you. Um, we have a lot of atmosphere. <laughs> we have landscapers. And I, I'm like, I think it's just contributing. Like... The, the listeners are in the room with us. There's a baby in the other room. There's a baby We're in the We're saving other room. that surprise for, I'm going to say real soon. Yeah. <laughs> At any point, he'll walk in and demand something. Um, okay, so how long have you guys been together? I think we've been together for 19 years. Ugh, feels like 20. <laughs> <laughs> Is it 20 years? Yeah. No. Uh, it's almost. We started going out in 98. So it's 19. Oh, yeah. 19 years. That's. A long time. And we've been married for 10. Yes. You guys also look really young. Do people tell you that? It's like kind of crazy. You say that now, but you need to know this. We're 25 years old. (laughs) (laughs) Right. We're betrothed. We're betrothed. It's a cultural thing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We look great if you think we're like late 30s, early 40s. But if you know the truth, we look boy. Pry open the sarcophagus and there's Ari and Betsy. <laughs> well, that is very nice to hear because we have three kids yes. and we both feel roughly a hundred years. I'm going to say that uh, our secret yeah. is that uh, three kids never getting any sleep, constant stress, and having to work many jobs is what keeps us young because <laughs> we don't have time to age. <laughs> um. Okay. So. Well, do you fight? Um, more than we used to. We, we don't fight. Okay. We squabble. Baker. Because yeah. we're both, and we never did. So Yeah, before we had kids, we never fought. The only times we would ever fight. Is there an, uh, an Ikea in New Jersey on the way to an Ikea in New Jersey or on the way back from an Ikea in New Jersey in I Elizabeth. I love it. It was literally but the only time we would with, fight. With no exceptions. I because think, we were so 
angry. We hated it. I think we had literally before we had kids five arguments. <laughs> One of them was this thing before Jeff James karaoke thing. I still don't remember what that was about. But then the other four were in an IKEA, which don't count. And now we're just so like rubbed raw all the yeah, time. And we're, we're just always at the, the end of our rope now. So we we don't fight, but there's a lot of like, come on. You know, which yeah, they never uh-huh. used to be. Yeah, because we just don't always have, have time <laughs> or patience or energy to uh, have respectful, patient exchanges. And also, before we had kids, we were both doing comedy full time. So we were around each other all the time. So her day was my day and vice versa. But now, like, I'll get home at night and like, I don't know what she's been through in the day. And she doesn't know what I've been through the day. But like, we come in with trauma already <laughs> in our knapsack. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And I just, yeah, a lot of times I'll be just at the end of my rope and... Yeah, we, we don't fight, we exasperate each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's 70% me exasperating her. Mm-hmm. is ADHD. Yeah. And so that also contributes. There's, there, Do you know what a mental load is? No. Have you heard that phrase? No. So um, uh, w- women, mothers, wives, but it could be any women. Oh, hi. Here's the baby. <laughs> Oh, because the episode's <laughs> over. Here, you Anyways, speaking it. of mental load, hang on. <laughs> I love that he came in silently, though. He was yes! like, I know you're doing a podcast. Excuse me. <laughs> but I would like more Paw Patrol, please. Oh, it just played automatically. Oh, no. Great. So Okay, mental load. So mental load, it's it's when women and men are in relationships together. I think it's generally a hetero, heteronormative thing. Um, and uh, it's all of the things that are day-to-day that make the, our lives run smoothly. Birthday cards, keeping track of whether we need milk, um, making sure that uh, that vacation is getting planned, making sure that we sent a thank you note to so-and-so, that sort of thing. It's called a mental load. <clears throat> and men are sort of exempt from it uh, culturally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so w- women, especially mothers, uh, tend to be carrying this sort of invisible load that, uh, so, so yeah. So I think his ADHD sometimes kind of contributes to that because... On top of the normal mental load, I'm also spinning extra plates for you because I have to remind you to do stuff more than normal couples might. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Is this like, I don't know, does this this fall into emotional labor? Oh, yeah. It's like the same thing. Oh, it's the same thing. Great, 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 great. It's emotional labor, but also planning vacations. (laughs) Haha, <laughs> vacations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I plan that when I design my time machine. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh-huh. emotional labor, yeah. mental load, it's all yeah. kind of the same thing. It's like, yeah. how many plates are you spinning? Yeah. Uh, and most of them are invisible plates. But yeah, I, culturally, women are trained to take care of that. Yeah. Uh, well, I was going to say, as a parent, too, I know that at work, everyone comes to me to solve every stupid little problem. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because they're like, you know how to help people it's who have problems. It's just an instinctual <laughs> thing. And then also, I will just tend to, my default mode is to sort of try to fix something that's broken just because of being a parent. Yeah, because oh. usually the 
lives of your offspring depend on it. So you're like, like we <laughs> last year we had like an earthquake drill, and I got everybody out, <laughs> which is not my job, but nobody else was doing it. P.S. That should definitely be someone's job. Oh, we talked about Someone it afterwards. We've changed. Office. We've changed protocol since. They're supposed to probably keep like a fucking flashlight and like a vest in their oh, desk. They've got it locked down okay, now, but good. this was. Was uh, the drill the was the drill like? Let's see what happens. Actually, you know what? Come to think of it, it wasn't a drill. It was this weird. We had this weird. Power it was an actual some weird emergency. Oh. And yeah, so th- we've oh had drills God. since then. This is a huge company. I, know. I love that they're like, oh, maybe we should figure this out. I like got my team down, and there's like my 15 people, and it's like nobody else is out here. Oh. Except my one friend that just like ran and left us all to die. <laughs> Literally looked around like, where's Hannah? There's like a Hannah-shaped hole in the wall and like dust. Yeah, I identify with Hannah. And that's it. I would be gone. <laughs> Knowing Hannah, gone. that's super Hannah. <laughs> um, okay, wait. Can you t- I, can you tell me about the one fight that wasn't an Ikea fight? I don't remember what it was about. You don't even remember. No, I just remember go- it's the only time we've ever had a big irrational fight. And I remember going to, uh, it was like 15 years ago. I remember it was going to Jeff James' annoying karaoke party. Only in this is it doesn't matter what at that part. Um, <laughs> is getting way off into like why I find karaoke at a bar annoying. Um, no, no I, we want to hear about that. We I need d- it all. Um, <laughs> I just remember going there and turning to my friend Dan and going, uh, hey man, ask me what Betsy and I just fought about. And he goes, what's Betsy? What Betsy and you just fought about? I go, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, wow. but it's the only time, like, you know, in a couple of fights, and it's like, I'm gonna go out, and you're like, fine, I'm like, all right, fine, I'll stay. But it's the only time I remember where you're like, all right, fine, go. And I'm like, I will. But like, we never do that. Huh. I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember that fight at all. Yeah, it's early 2000s. We're all under a lot of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it is kind of like, I, I don't know what, the, what I'm thinking about is like, if I were, if you never fight, is it, was it like more stressful when you had, like, how could, you, no, you- we're improvisers and we met on an improv stage and our, we have not, there is no minute that we have known each other that we have not been improv comrades on some sense. Like we even met in a show, like we met in a cage match. So all of our training from the time we were around 20 is make each other look good, take care of your scene partner, you know, mutualize a problem. It's not be my problem, agreement. it's our problem, be in agreement, right. Try to stay positive. Yeah, so it's like if she and I have a conflict, well, okay, it's a it's a thing that we both have to solve and blah, uh-huh. blah, 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 and you learn also in improv, like, you know, oh boy, there's a, a murderer <laughs> in the back. Uh, he's trying to get in. That's a chainsaw that you hear. It's not just the landscaper, but it's like the most annoying Sound. It's unbelievable. A little bit later, we've got a guy coming with a big cage of magpies. And he's going to put it on the kitchen table. Here's Odie demanding a pouch. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> my life. Here. Ah. Ah. <laughs> we'll just edit out this hour and a half. Um, <laughs> while we're at it, by the way, here's why karaoke is bullshit. Oh, yeah, tell and me. I will not me. do karaoke in a bar because it, uh, it's all about. The rich people bribing the DJ. Yeah. Uh, and absolute F that to H. Uh, and it's all because my friend uh, who was like single and had a good job, which is like, he's like, oh, watch. He gives like the the DJ like 10 bucks. So as a result, like I'm at that, that stupid party. I was there two hours and I don't think I got to sing my song. And then these other, you know, frat dudes who had money got to sing like five songs. And that and I was like, 
I'm only doing karaoke in a private room from now on, you guys. <laughs> yeah. This is consistent with my experience as well. Yes. The last time I did karaoke, that's exactly what happened. The best time we ever had doing karaoke, I think, was it was right after I got laid <laughs> off. I, had a, uh, a, I, I worked in the internet uh, right up until the first dot-com crash. Uh-huh. Um, the first one, like the 100 first years one. ago. Yeah, in 2000. Which is amazing because you're only 25. I know, right? <laughs> we drink a lot of unicorn blood. Um but yeah, I remember, so it's like we were, but actually at the time I was like 25 and I was, we were making like a good, for 25, like an amazing yeah. salary. It was $45,000 a year or whatever is like amazing when you're 25. And so we got laid off and uh, we did a thing that we called the last of the millionaire dates where uh, we rented a private room at Sing Sing Karaoke. And we we like went a, out for lobster. We went out for lobster. We got like, uh, we smuggled in like a fancy bottle of booze. Uh, oh and we gosh, just spent about like you. probably $400. We stayed up till five in the morning when they kicked us out. And we sang every song, every song. we ever wanted to sing on a karaoke because we knew we're like that's my, we okay, <laughs> making like a combined 45 grand a year we're like we may never sniff this kind of cash again you can yeah. have it i'm just gonna exit my work no email he doesn't know you don't need that because he, he here's what he's gonna do okay he's gonna lock you out of your phone for like 20 minutes yeah that's what happens to me all the time yeah it's like you know the phrase life hack usually means like here's a tip but we live with three life hackers that like hack your lives <laughs> with like them. a stuxnet virus they put ransomware on your life so you're like you can't do anything until you let me watch this stupid show about dogs anyone listening should know a funny thing which is that our son Odie, he's almost two um he only has babysitters lately named Katie. Um, and so when Julia came, he was like, Katie. So he thinks, he just thinks like young, he keeps calling me cute Katie. girls. It's who- adorable. <laughs> I or he's saying, saying cutie and he's just a dog already. <laughs> yeah. Katie, hey, Katie, sweetie. Katie. But also, I have switched to responding to Katie so you fast. Did. I'm, like, I'm like, yes, here yes, I am. That's my name. I'll be your Katie. Yeah. <laughs> there, are, we, there are moms, dads, and Katie's. And those are the three types of people in the world. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. We got sidetracked by karaoke. But I want to oh, say something. Argument. I don't like karaoke in bars in New York. Tell me if this was your experience because uh, it's like Broadway people Ugh. on their night off yes. who are like way too good. And I'm like, LA is that way too. Yes. Everyone's like, oh, what yeah. if Steven Spielberg is here? Yes. And then they, yeah. I they, sang ugh. back up on so-and-so's vocal tracks and here we go. I've seen people like in costume. It's, yes. I don't like it. Um, I will I will say though that one uh, one of my strongest most meaningful memories though is because we lived in New York for a long time so we were down there uh, during uh, 9-11 and the aftermath of that and uh, one of the most healing things was mm. going to karaoke at John Ross Bowie singing New York New York in karaoke I'm choking uh, up just thinking about uh, it and just we we're all just like sobbing yeah yeah wow so anyway karaoke giveth and karaoke taketh away <laughs> <laughs> This is the karaoke cast, right? This is what we're talking about. Let's do it. Why not? Okay, so uh, no, this is the rubbed raw cast, which I can't believe you said that. It sounds filthy, but it <laughs> it's like a morning DJ, like welcome yeah. to Raw Dog in the Rod. <laughs> so you feel, basically you're 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 too exhausted to not to not bicker. Yeah. 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 And it happened right away, I feel like. As soon as we had a baby, it was like, 
this weird kind of bickering thing emerged because it was just like, get the thing. Stop doing that. Like, it was just like you were so tired and... It's almost like, and I'm just thinking this out loud, but it's almost like Betsy and I are a best friends locket. You know, like a little heart with B fry and street ends and we fit together perfectly. But there's not a lot of, you put other elements in there and it's not going to fit together as perfectly. I mean, like over the years we had, I think it was like click, 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 like everything. We knew what to stay out of each other's way. We knew what to help you and blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah, it's just harder. I mean, I think the challenge when you have kids or or whatever escalates the thing is just to not take it personally. And that's the thing I think we're constantly reminding each other. And yeah. one thing we're pretty good about, we don't do it all the time. I think we're pretty good about like kind of warning each other or saying like, yeah, you know, even hey. in the moment, like, hey, I'm in a really bad mood and I'm really angry about this and I'm going to take it out on you. Yeah. And I'm sorry. And sometimes we'll do that. We'll literally be like, you're about to get caught in this. Or, you know, almost more likely is like, I'll be grumpy or snap or something. And then I'll sort of take a minute and be like, yeah, right. And I think overall we're pretty good about right afterwards being like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, When everyone, you know, when you get married, everyone said the thing you say all the time is like marriage is hard work. I didn't find marriage to be hard work. Having kids is hard work. That's some coal miner bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Certainly having is. our kids. Yeah. Okay, I'm here with I'm here with Carl and Greg. Ooh. And I got them some Mac Weldon underwear. Oh, this episode of Honey is brought to you by Mac Weldon. Go to MacWeldon.com and enter the promo code Honey to receive 20% off your 20%. next order. No, you mean 10, sure. No, no it's no. 20. 20% off. Uh. <laughs> At MacWeldon.com using promo code Honey. That's a fifth. <laughs> That's one fifth. <laughs> so Julia, tell me about your underwear. I'm wearing my Mac Weldon's right now. What? And my body's smelling good. I smell like a baby. I smell like I did 28 years ago on that winter night. <laughs> when you were 10 years this old. Is, I'm not, when I was 10. <laughs> no. When I was born. <laughs> I was born 28 years ago in Mississippi where it's real muggy and I came out I came out of the womb with swamp ass but then my mom said in 28 years your friend Julie is going to give you some Mac Weldon yeah they had to put you in the NICU for a couple weeks <laughs> yeah. it so bad <laughs> you get swamp ass when you're in the womb yeah. <laughs> all babies in the womb need Mac Weldon's <laughs> Uh, Greg, yeah. like I mean, I will say the day I wore, first wore mine, I I put them to a test that is addressing a lot of cause concerns here. I w- took a long walk <laughs> in the sun and uh, no problems. It was just smooth sailing. It was great. This is great. Okay, so go to MacWilson.com, enter code HONEY and get 20% off your order. Now enjoy this episode of HONEY and root for the dog. <laughs> What I am, uh, I mean, to I've I'm I have always fought in every. I've oh, never yeah? been in this like <gasps> we don't fight. Well, my like first, very first boyfriend, like serious boyfriend in college, we didn't fight until I became a person with opinions. Oh, <laughs> and then we started fighting, and since then I've just always I don't know I'm like more of a I guess I run hot, but. And that's how you exercise your autonomy. Maybe. <laughs> do Maybe. you do you have to be right? No, I think I have to be heard, mm-hmm. and I have to express myself. I think uh-huh. that's what it's about. Uh-huh. It's so hard for me, and now I'm like, I see that it's 
so from doing honey i'm like it's so important to just be able to be like we don't need to fight about this right uh, now but i i guess i bring it up because wait really really quick oh yeah yeah no did your parents did, fight they did but never in front of me or they oh they, they've been on the podcast oh and they were like yeah we had this big fight and I was like in the car like as a teenager but I don't remember it at all oh. like they were just like ninjas about it Whoa. Um, and where did you grow up uh Connecticut outside of New York okay and New York we all know where Connecticut yeah. is <laughs> <laughs> well I kind of mean like I mean like commuter town no I, I went to school in Connecticut so actually I'm, I'm giving you shit for it but wh- where did you go to school uh, well, no, I I'm sorry. Uh, where do you grow up? I know Connecticut very I, well. Greenwich. Yeah, sure. And then I went to, but then New York for high school. Got it. Outside okay, of Connecticut. Okay, so sorry to interrupt. Get back to what you're saying. Right near Pennsylvania. Uh, right on the border. <laughs> right on the border. Not like rural Connecticut. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean. Actually, I mean, like, what are you asking? My mom's a wasp, and my dad is an emotional Jew. Is that what you were asking? Oh, like, okay. Where am yeah, I, from? I was just for trying to like quit, figure yeah. out where you were yeah, coming from. Yeah. Point of clarification. Yeah. A Jew who is emotionally, or he's. A Jew who's emotional, or you're like, oh boy, that boy's doing a real emotional Jew right now. Oh my god, <laughs> I don't understand the question. Um, for, for people at home, I'm Jewish and I can make that joke. Like, <laughs> like, my mom's a wasp. Last... My dad's being a bit of an emotional Jew. Arya's of Greek last name, so he's undercover Jew. Yeah, undercover Jew. Yeah, I guess I'm trying to like people who don't, and I guess I'm like, are all Jew, all the Jews I know? But like I was telling you, my dad's family is difficult, so I'm like, is it that? Jews are emotional and fighting I all the time, or is have, that just their family? Well, <laughs> as of literally three months ago, uh-huh. I have made a decision. Tell me that they are, and we are, <laughs> and I'm going to embrace this. Yeah, that's right. And I learned this from uh, Betsy's podcast, Why Mommy Drinks. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, yeah. And she had a guest We're on. Uh, Thank you. Big time plug. plug. Thank yeah. you. Why Mommy Drinks. Why Mommy Drinks. Brilliant, hilarious actress, Ana Ortiz, who is Puerto Rican. And I really admire. And she has like crazy kids too. And I super, super admire her perspective, which is because I'm the hardest thing. And I think probably the thing I'm worst at as a parent is I. I have a short temper which I never had and I overreact to everything. Oh my everything. god, it's so weird. Before we were parents, we were uh, I mean, I'm we not going to say the most easygoing. E- no. Wow. We can say that. We're both We're intense. high strung in a bit we're much. Both firstborn. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're we're New Yorkers I mean, at heart. We're, we're us, but Yeah. As intense people go, I think we're <laughs> high urgently chill. And a bit much. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's our dating profile. Gonna, <laughs> my, you know what? My mine is a, a real handful, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or a piece of work. But anyway, so I walk around all the time being, being like just concerned, like oh man, people look at me. I'm being such an idiot. I'm not handling this well. And Anna's point of view is she was like, oh no no no. I'm Puerto Rican. I'm going to yell because I'm not going to embarrass myself. I'm going to embarrass my husband and kids and that's okay. Yeah, she's like, this I'm Puerto Rican. I don't give a shit. Who the hell I am. I'm going to, hey, Noah, get ready. Here it comes. So I'm so I'm trying to be like, you know what? I'm Greek and Jewish. Maybe that. Maybe that's our deal. We're loud and emotional and we're a bit much. And uh, Odie just ran in with a sword. <laughs> he just stabbed me in the armpit. Uh, that doesn't usually. <laughs> He's so pleased himself you getting surprised backstabbed by your son doesn't usually happen until much later than two he's so happy <laughs> you got her mama <laughs> <laughs> Ah! <laughs> 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 He's trying to put it in his mouth. 
somehow he understands that he's supposed to both yell at it and eat it. <laughs> Story of my life. Um, hey, Odie, you want to go look, look? Paw Patrol's on. Look. Oh, my gosh. Paw Patrol. Oh, my God. It's your favorite. Go. Go watch It's that. a meaningless show about dogs. Stop, <laughs> stop stabbing me. Yeah. Take your sword. Yes. <laughs> Yesterday was just Halloween. Just in case. Yeah. <laughs> just, you walked so slowly. Right? The sword, so I got to check out this Paw Patrol. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what were we just talking? Oh, oh gosh. Uh, but so Ari's parents, um, his dad is from Greece originally, and his mom is... Like working class Boston Jew. And uh, they, uh, his mom's side of the family especially, they like to fight for fun. We oh. express affection... We express like so we're an arguey family. Okay, yeah. We're Greek and Jewish, so we express affection by paying each other the compliment of giving each other the opportunity to improve and defend our <laughs> argument by poking holes in it. Um, and until I started going to the Betsy, I was not aware that this isn't wildly normal. Yeah, um, we still do, and I, I still like. I kind of love it. Like I don't have. Mo- if I have an opinion, I've. I don't tend to come to it from a hip shot. I've like thought about it. I've like researched it and blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. So if there's a, fl- and as Betsy knows and people that spend time with me, I tend to be pretty certain about my opinions because until last November, I was generally not wrong about this. <laughs> and, uh, um, but anyway, so I, if I am wrong about something, like I kind of do, I want my sister to show me like where the problem is. So at the very least I can refine the argument that turns out to not be how most people want to talk to you. <laughs> and so they I don't know. Yeah. I also would take, I I take that as a compliment for a different reason, which is I'm like you're comfortable enough. Yeah. To, like I yeah. love when I don't I love when my friends make fun of me. Oh yeah. I'm like you see me, you get me, mm-hmm. and you're we're like comfortable enough yeah. to. Yeah. We're we're safe in this relationship. Right. Making fun or fighting is not gonna damage it or cause a problem. In to a it. weird way, it's celebrating the strength of it if yes. it doesn't go too far. Yeah. 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 It's it's almost like. Yeah, it's like if you're a juggler and I just throw you something like yeah, here, yeah, like yeah. that's cool because I'm kind of giving you an opportunity to do your thing. If you're not, that's like a dick move. So you just have yeah. to know <laughs> if your friend can juggle yeah. before we throw a torch at them. Yes, yeah, yeah. So his family fights a lot. Yeah. The Jewish we don't. Half but of here's it. the thing: but we don't fight. Yeah, we, it's not, we ang- debate. It's not mean. Argue. It's Roman Forum. They it's argue. Not, they loudly so debate. What is it? What is it to you? What's the difference between fighting? And and real quick, here's the kind of stuff that we will have like a knockdown drag out fight about. Um, Like uh, how how meaningful is a conventional defense treaty in international (laughs) politics? Um, Has Noam Chomsky gone too far? The big throwdown was, is John McCain a war hero? Oh, that was a big one. I Um, had to leave the, well. The restaurant. You had to take a break from that. I I have to often leave the room because it's upsetting to me, even if I know that they're not angrily she gets triggered because when she was growing up yelling means something has broken down and when i grew, mm. grew up yelling it's means it's dinner and my dad made and lamb. it's gonna get really <laughs> ugly yeah yeah so when that they when they loudly <laughs> wow. odie's here to show you a Those pair of sweatpants and they're amazing sweatpants, frankly. <laughs> well, thank That's you. That's I, I mean, I didn't make the sweatpants, but I did. They have I a made solar a solar system, system out of puffy Oh, paint. my gosh. She has a backpack and sweatpants. Oh, wow. <laughs> you are really in need of something to do. He's in need of the volume on this TV, which I will not do. <laughs> um, Marshall's in a tree. He's got a shopping bag. <laughs> He's wearing a top hat. Oh, my God. What's going to happen? Oh, my gosh. Look at that. Mayor Humdinger's on the ground. Oh, there's a murder in the bushes. <laughs> You're not listening. I could just make up details. 
<laughs> but yeah, when I was growing yeah. up, if people were yelling, it was really bad uh, and normal. Also, mm-hmm. her family yelling uh, stresses me out. Your mom's side. Not, I've never heard your yeah. dad's side yell. But yeah, it's just a different thing. And I've had but to. So yeah, I get like triggered by them yelling and will often need to leave just because my I have a physical reaction to it. Yeah. And by the way, I'm really upset. A big part of my marriage, my marriage, <laughs> is looking at. <laughs> Clearly, I'm thrilled in this relationship because I can't even pronounce the word. Anyway, it's. Ari and I are. We live in a multi camera sitcom and we can't say I love you or we're married. We're. I can't finish saying the word. You can't even commit to the word commitment. Anyway, part of it is realizing I, that, uh, and this sounds so obvious, but it took me a while to realize, I guess, which is like... Is he cool hey. playing with that socket? Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> what if the podcast just ended there? He's, he's our third <laughs> kid. Uh, we have two I, spares. I can't the oh. no. <laughs> what do you got? What is it? Literally, what do you have? A carrot. Oh, what is oh. that even? We... I don't Remember know. how earlier I was like, sometimes he walks into the room with food in his mouth. I was promised this. And I don't this. know why. Oh, so pro- I know what that is. From. That's pumpkin ravioli. You promised me that pumpkin ravioli. <laughs> <laughs> At um, least he didn't eat it. This. Don't worry. None of our kids ate that goddamn ravioli. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have pumpkin ravioli. It's no! Halloween. <laughs> That's how my house goes. <laughs> if I eat it, I'll die. 15 minutes convincing two kids to each eat one piece. Fucking A. Just, just out of stubborn principle. Like at some are point you, like, you must you listen to me. you domain. have to try it rule or you just needed them to listen to no, you? No, you, well, it's both. I mean, you have to try it, but that usually, but just, we're not at all like a clean plate club kind of oh, thing. Oh no, that'll make but you it's, fat. But this was like, oh yeah, no, it's, 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 abu- like it's abuse. It's scientifically proven to clean make you fat. Clean plate club is abuse. Like that's um, why we're all fat. Yeah, well, and for me, also my like lack of self-control. Oh, um... Uh, oh boy. Oh, you know what? Hang on. You talk about yourselves. I, I'm going to turn the TV back on. <laughs> this is part of the problem. <laughs> I'll tell you something. I, I, my uterus and ovaries are working full time. I'm 30 years old. Oh, 30s when it happens. This seems so fun to, yeah. me, to me. Am I crazy? No, you're not crazy. It's like a delight. That's what your body wants you to think. Yeah, I know. It's brainwashing. Yes. <laughs> your hormones have brainwashed you. I mean, there is one thing that a carbon-based life form wants to do, and it's reproduce. And when you turn 30, your body's like, you, it's get ready. You. It's you your time. You gotta make this happen. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what happened to me. I turned 30, and my body was like, you have to have a baby, or you will never be happy. <laughs> and like, oh, no. One thing that was funny is that uh, I, when... You, when you told me about she, essentially she was like yeah I gotta have a baby we gotta do this and and I was like oh wow your your body like really started talking to you she goes no my body started talking to me two years ago I've just been real chill about it until now <laughs> so like, apparently for two years you've been walking around being like baby but you like kept it locked mm-hmm. I have been in my and at, weirdly turning 30 like allowed me to do a kind of mental reset yeah. on yes. the on the hormones mm-hmm. I was like no 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 but still, babies, you guys. They're great <laughs> babies. Yeah. And I can tell that I'm, I mean, you tell me, but I, I can tell that it's not rational and it's hard. Because oh, yeah. I'm like, I think it would feel so great to be pregnant. I'm like, no. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, but that's your body. You're like, don't you want to get pregnant? <laughs> Wouldn't that feel great? Wouldn't you 
allowed to have a person? <laughs> your your body is like your, in your body. Your shitty friend at the theme park is convincing you to go on the rise. You shouldn't go. Yeah, on. yeah, yeah, yeah. You you won't get carsick on the great. twister. You won't. It's gonna be great. I yeah, that's awesome. You're yeah, your hormones no are being a real lying jerk. Would have sex with me as listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like, Don't not anymore. Run away. <laughs> like, no, no, no. I'll wear a condom. Yeah. Uh, whatever you're saying, I No, I mean it. having kids is a is a terrible nightmare. Um it's also great. <laughs> no, it's, it's also great. It's here it's it's bad in all the ways. I mean ways. clearly we think that we have three we kids. We have three kids. It's it's bad. Having kids is bad in all the ways you expect, mm-hmm. and great in ways that you don't. Mm-hmm. So everything everyone tells you when you have friends and you see all the bad stuff, you see they don't sleep, you see they're grumpy, you see they don't hang out anymore. All that stuff is true, but there's it centers you in an amazing way. There's this whole other thing. Like to me, it's I could have the worst day at work or the worst show. But it puts it in perspective. You come home, there's something you can sort of put equity into that's bigger than yourself. And it's certainly for me in an entertainment career, it's a double-edged sword because it really, and it's much worse for mm. Betsy, but it really makes you take a step back. And every time you have a kid, that's it's essentially one year of career and $25,000 you're throwing into the volcano. And yeah. that's just kind of, it is what it is. Um, but it is in many ways magnificently rewarding. Because um, uh, you're making d- a person. Yeah, if you're making a person. World. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't you, encourage you, anyone to do it who isn't who doesn't want to. <laughs> and as a parent, you have a hypothesis in your mind about what, like a theory of how to make a good person. Yeah. And then this is the most ultimate experiment is that you're you're like, okay, this is an experiment. It's going to take two decades. <laughs> right. And I hope it works. But it also, and I'm it, not going to know until much later. <laughs> But it feels important, right? Like we are mm-hmm. raising what are going to be three white men in a world where a lot of the problems are caused by white men. Like we got to oh, kind of totally. do this right because people haven't been doing this right. Mm-hmm. And I know certainly, certainly like as a dad, like I take that very seriously. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a burden, but like in the best way. I mean, I oh, think Betsy said it self-imposed, best was like, yeah. it's self-imposed and we're carbon based life forms. And that's, you know. Yeah, yeah, we want to do two things. Procreate and for me, nap. <laughs> um, uh, okay, let's talk about Ikea. How come people fight so much in Ikea? Oh. I have a theory. It's a sensory overload. Oh. To me, that's what it is. There's like so much. There's a lot of stuff. There's sounds. There's tons of people. There's the stress of money kind of looming. Yeah. There's... Uh, I, there's a thought of like possibilities. Here's what, here's an ideal, like you're walking through the showroom and there's all these idealized spaces that are just so closely within your grasp. And I don't know. And then you're like, oh, but. Well, the, to me, there's, there's $5,000. There's two other factors. So in Elizabeth, New Jersey, with the IKEA we used to fight, we haven't fought at the West Coast IKEAs. Um, oh, Cal- the, the California dream. <laughs> swear to God, swear the promised to God. land, but the maybe, West. Maybe the IKEA bus was part of it. No, here's or renting a car. Renting a car was part, but here are the two big things. One is that there were no street signs. Remember that in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Oh, yeah. reason, I'm not joking. Maybe there aren't street signs. Driving and, through New Jersey was and, a big part of it. Yes, and every time we went, Ooh. this is just coincidence, but every time we went, it downpoured. So it's, <laughs> so we couldn't see where we were going. We get lost. With and the other thing is, as Betsy mentioned, so I have ADHD. If you don't have that and you want to know what it feels like, 
um, go to Ikea when it's crowded. Um, and what happens is so it's like a two hour trip and at the beginning it's fine and you're like, oh, I'm noticing all these things. There's so much yes. stuff that's cool. And then as you go on, it becomes overwhelming. You get a sense that all the input, all the things you're getting are getting in your way. And you're like, why am I here? And you start to get stressed out and you feel like blah, 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 blah. And that's what the experience of ADHD is. like At all times. Uh, yeah, at a lot of times. Yeah. It's, it's that feeling like in a lot of ways, I think it's prepared me well for having three kids because I don't. I get not. I can function pretty well getting consistently distracted by things, but that stress and that horrible like feeling of like, oh, there's like a chimp around your neck, like strangling <laughs> you slowly. Like, yeah, that's like hour two in an IKEA. Yeah, you're right. By the time you get down to that like uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark storage yeah. room, um, <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, we're like, oh, it's where they keep all the relics. It's a slow labyrinth and of I madness. Buy the actual bookcase. Yeah. Uh, then then shit starts to get real real yeah and then you get like super human strength because you're like i gotta get out of here yeah <laughs> hmm. um i think i've fought in an ikea yeah. either that or i was i've definitely been to an ikea with a boyfriend that i hated so <laughs> it's also jam if i didn't fight within there i should have <laughs> i think we did it's full of pregnant women. They're probably giving off some sort of crazy pheromone yeah. that makes us all insane. I think which, it's women's and fault. Which ah. and, and it's always women's fault. <laughs> Thank like you, you said about the like idealized spaces, I mm -hmm. think it's also like I think a lot of people subconsciously feel like they're like litigating their relationship because <gasps> it's about like your home oh. and your like it represents more. Like I also have this theory. Do you guys ever fight about driving? No. People really? fight about driving. What do you mean fight about driving? Like a lot of couples will be like, I'm a better driver. No, he's oh. a better driver. No, he's a dangerous driver. No, I'm she a better driver. I'm a better driver. We're doing it now. <laughs> Bullshit. Well, you're just, you have to wait till I tell you what fighting about driving is okay. really about. It's about control. Oh, yeah. Because you're like driving the car. Oh, yeah. And it's like you're, and there's so much at stake. It's like just safety and oh, money yeah. and blah, 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 blah. I'm a control anyway. freak. Here's, here's the, That's, we here's know the that. Fight. We're yeah. at peace with that, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a control freak. I have a lot of systems. I'm a Virgo. I'm a firstborn. Yeah. The fight is this. Um, she thinks I'm not a super careful driver and I think she needs to calm the hell down. Everything's going to be fine. And I'm like, how does he stay alive when I'm not in the car? And I'm like, oh, I'm 42. I've never had an accident. I must be doing it okay. You, but so like I you could don't, don't, as you're saying that, I'm like, that's a metaphor for life. Basically. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. She overplans so things go well. And I underplan and things go well anyway. And somewhere, <laughs> somewhere in between that, you know. Yes. Yeah. So okay. uh, she's, uh, she's a little country. I'm a little rock and roll. <laughs> so, <laughs> Um, so when you started fighting after you had kids, were you like freaked out? Like I would have been freaked out. Like, no, like if you didn't know how out. to, didn't too tired to be freaked out. Everything is. A, but if you didn't know how to fight or you had never fought before, I guess, I guess if you have, if you don't fight until you have kids, people panic when they fight in relationships because they're like, what does this mean? <laughs> Are we going to break up? But I guess you're like, no, we, we have kids. Well, so, I'll, I'll say too, and this goes to my training, my sort of Greek Jew training with fighting. Yeah. So in my entire <laughs> Greek jujitsu. Oh, God. Oh! <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll put all those on our soundboard. Um, is that? Yeah, I'm disappointed that you didn't bring like a morning DJ soundboard. <laughs> That's the only sound I have. Good <laughs> job, <laughs> Julie. <laughs> 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 
Um, anyway, the thing is, but in all those years of growing up and sort of arguing affectionately, um, at no point in any of that did any of us ever say anything designed to hurt or undercut the other yes. person. It was yeah. never about winning. It was sort of about defending your position and explaining and sort of getting on that same page and, you know, and blah, 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 blah. So to me, like the skill of fighting is to get out of the fight. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, I grew up in a pretty dysfunctional household where fighting was meant to hurt. Very, It was always very below the belt. It was like, I'm going to gouge your eyes out so that I can win kind of fighting. And it, and it was always so shocking. Um, so I tend to try to avoid fighting. And, uh, and I also learned that like that kind of fighting is not okay. Yeah. And I, I don't want to do that kind of fighting. That always, the first time I, a couple said to me like, well, we fight, but we don't like ever purposefully try to hurt each other's feelings. That blew my, that it never occurred to me that you would try to do that in a fight <laughs> in a relationship. <laughs> oh, Which, yeah. But I, I'm also not on this totally healthy, like, let's fight to end the fight. I'm mm. fighting. I fight so I can to get my desired outcome. And I think when I'm more enlightened, I'll be like to get the desired outcome for both of us. <laughs> but yeah, right now I'm like, and I, I'm, I'm always like, don't, what's your, what's the end game? And it's often not winning the fight. It is often ending the fight, but. Well, it's hard. Ari, Ari does this thing. <clears throat> he calls it Confederate currency. Do you want to just explain real quick what Confederate currency is sure. to you? So it's the it, Confederate currency would be like a worthless paper money that nobody needs, right? So like when uh, I would argue with like her mom, who was really big on like winning a fight. She was she's the dirtiest fighter I know. Yeah, and see, my advantage is I don't care if I win or lose a fight. It doesn't matter to me. What matters is the goal at the end that I get yeah. my thing across. So since she really cares about winning fights and I don't, that's Confederate currency. She can have all of that. I love it. And what I'll do is I'll take the stand the one out of 15 times that it matters and then you've bought the integrity to fight to the last man because you've sort of given up so many times. The other thing yeah. I call it is waving the white flag of attack um, is when people, it's like leverage your advantage. If there's a thing that they want and you don't want it, like great yeah. if you want to yes yeah it's just yeah. that it's like if you were like oh you can pay me in dollars or cockroaches yeah. painting goddamn cockroaches yeah right like i'll lose fights all day yes. long um and i yeah. do that at work too the other thing is like yeah. is people are like oh i don't want to have a conflict with sales i don't want to fight them like, i don't care yeah and i think comedy yeah. helps with that too like once you've got 25 years of like being booed off stage like <laughs> oh, fucking care. <laughs> for 25 years straight ari's been booed off stage <laughs> oh i'm not funny are we gonna have to turn the volume on in this stupid show? Oh, he's ready for an end. Oh, um, I'll, here I'll heat up a bottle and uh, I can put him down if you guys want to. Sure. Why don't I, listen? I feel like we've got. Let's. We can just talk about why mommy drinks a little bit. Oh wait, but really wait, quick, can yes. I just yeah. say? Yeah. So when when he and I fight, sometimes I see him give up fast, <gasps> and I know what he's doing, <gasps> and I'm like, oh. You are playing with Confederate currency right now, and it enrages me. So check out what she's describing. She sees me concede and not want to fight, and it <laughs> enrages her because what I should have done is kept disagreeing with her. <laughs> this is, I swear to God, so hard for me. I don't understand. I don't know. I try so hard. It's like, what are you fucking, what's the best case scenario? 
Well, here's your problem is that you've described it as Confederate currency, which I love. You think it but means that I don't care. Bit. Oh, yeah. Okay. But it's not that. It's like, I'm you clearly. You the word Confederate. But not about you. You just labeled that. <laughs> no, I don't want to fight with you. Yeah, I know. And I'm not going to win. I can tell when I'm not going to win with you. So mm-hmm. it's like, and the other thing too is I now that especially we have kids and whatever, like I know myself well enough when sometimes I'll, in my mind, will be like, oh, here's a rational thought. My mouth will be like, stay in the car. I got this. And then like out will come something that's not helpful and blah, blah, blah. And I, I'm not saying the right thing and I'm not keying into it. So I'm going to shut down because I'm not, I'm not helping. And I'll try to go away and deal with that later. And also, yeah. I'm the kind of person that my thing is like, you argue, my, my mom and I, she's a social worker. Like you argue until four in the morning and then you go to sleep fine. Everyone's fine. So to me, it's like, results oriented but betsy's a little bit mm-hmm. betsy's different than that like if we have an argument in my mind we resolve it i'm like click done on to the next thing and she's got a sort of emotional comment tale of that which i think is probably more normal yeah than my perspective yeah but 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 here's the thing wait let me say this it's not confederate currency because you don't give a goddamn about winning the argument but that is but that's me my goal not being to win my goal being to end the argument i don't have to be yeah. right about it yeah i think i just want to convince you of my point of view yes yeah and you think he's not truly convinced because he's not he's trying just yeah he's just like yeah 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 whereas <laughs> but at the same but at the same time yeah, yeah, yeah you're right yeah but the line mm. that i have to walk it's unsatisfying for me i know uh <laughs> i remember joe bill once telling me he was like who are you to deny a woman the right to be mad at you and i, I was like that. it's from a guy who's been married four times uh <laughs> But I was like, I get that. I get that. Like, he said it to me in an improv show, like, as a character, but it's a best prop. So I was like, this is good advice. Um, but the thing, but for me, honestly, is like, the, I still, you know, 20 years in almost, I don't always know when you want me to just listen and validate or you want my opinion on something. And so a lot of times you'd be like, here's how I see something. And I'd be like, oh, okay, well, here's how I see it. And you're like, hey, man, I'm just telling you what's up. Like, oh, okay. So I don't know. And I wish there was, a, that's just me as ADHD, I'm a guy or whatever it is. But like, yeah, no, if you see me give up, it's because I've made the, there's no advantage for me to keep going. <laughs> and what am I going to do, persuade you? That's not how it works. We you, lay, you've mapped out like a chess game, like all the eventualities and you're just like, no, it's just, <laughs> she's going to capture my king. I'm going to just say, fuck it now. No, but you and I change our minds in the same way, which is we rarely agree in the moment and then we think about it for a little while. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely that way. I'll dig in, right? If I'm sure, but not out of stubbornness, out of like, I'm sure of this. But if you are so certain of something, I disagree. I will always go, I got to go look back into it. I'm not smarter than you are. Like there must be, because the thing is like, just growing up, I'll, I'm always certain that I'm right in an argument. I wouldn't have it if I wasn't, mm-hmm. but you, but like, what she even a ridiculous thing would be to say she's wrong 60% of the time like that'd be crazy but even let's say it is that means that 40% of the time I'm certain I'm right that I'm not um so yeah I'm not gonna try to whatever anyway let's talk about my fascinating I'm doing it right now (laughs) um I'll go put that bottle on okay I'm just I'm still like mulling over I'm I really love the idea of confederate currency and I told I don't I've never called her that, and I love that. It's a but really I, smart. I do that technique to employ. Yeah. with people, especially who fight and want to win, and yeah. it's meaningful to them to yes. gain points. That yeah, you just be like here's points, and it it speaks to like, do you want to win the fight or do you want to get what you want? Yeah, or do you want to do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? It. Yes, yeah. do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? 
I think that's yeah that's where it is at its root whoa yeah whoa uh we live in a matrix (laughs) (laughs) it's all ones and zeros the spoon is not a spoon and sometimes you just have to choose to be happy yeah i was a junior of high school once i first heard that do you want to be right or do you want to be happy Uh and it hit me like a ton of bricks and it really changed the way uh i look at things like i think i took that that's where I first developed that sort of idea of like, oh, I can be right and still lose if like, who cares? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I know sometimes I'm sure that can to you look like I'm just be like, ah, oh, not worth doing this. Something that that Ari that you do that I think is really valuable that um, that I need to use more often and I try to be conscious of it, but it's it's hard sometimes. Um, is Sometimes I have a tendency because of the way I was raised, I think, to assume that someone else has negative intentions. Mm. Like, oh, why did they say that in this email? I'm assuming they think I'm an asshole or whatever. Mm -hmm. And the thing that Ari employs is, or you can assume what is the most positive thing that you could assume about that? Assume that. Yeah. And it's it's hard to be very conscious of it and make that choice. But when you do it, it really works and it's helpful and it well, <laughs> And yeah. sometimes that is what's happening. It's not always the negative thing that they're trying to say. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, and sometimes you can sort of like witch board yourself into it being negative when it wasn't. Exactly. It's very easy to be like, "Excuse me, what?" Exactly. And do you can I ask you, is that because do you are you I like I'm always I always have to remind myself like no one cares about you no one's thinking about you no one's judging yes. you yes but it's because I am judging people oh oh so I'm like to I so I always have to be like no like you are more twisted than almost everyone else you're interacting with and no one is harboring these kind of like negative probably that you're harboring for most people once again if you're listening to this podcast and no one <laughs> would still like to have sex with me <laughs> good on you and <laughs> feel free to reach out i've revealed a lot okay the uh, uh I write, I write she's a very pretty lady <laughs> she has a lot to offer put a baby in her and you're good to go put a baby in this dark twisted <laughs> judgmental vessel Wow. Okay. I don't. I think you need to revise the nickname for your vagina. Vessel. I call it sadness dark, cave. I call dark, it dark twisted vessel. Dark twisted DTV. <laughs> oh, I like what you're doing to my dark twisted vessel. I love it. Um, more sadness. More sadness. Full of grief. Okay. Wow. Well, but anyways, I was gonna say so. I'm uh so my day job one of my jobs I'm an editor at BuzzFeed and a writer there and one thing that working there has taught me like my biggest takeaway from that has been uh you're never alone like take whatever the thing that you think you're the only one that does no matter how small no matter how dumb no matter how obscure for me it's I'm way over empathic and I will feel a tremendous sense of grief if I see like a chair abandoned on the side of the road oh. like that's the that's weir- a weird thing about Ari. that's the weirdest His thing mom's about that me. way too yeah and our son is one of our sons is like that yeah really yeah it's really empathic about like objects when i was a kid like i remember there was a cover of the atlantic monthly and it was about like the auto industry was failing and there's a picture of like a sad car like (laughs) 
in bed like with the flu and I cried about it for days and I remember exactly what it looks like like brush stroke for brush stroke that's the that's the weirdest thing about me. But here's the that thing: that would make our son Ajax cry too. Yeah, that's Ajax, and that would make your mom very sad. Yes, and my my dad would choke up at that stuff too. He would <gasps> admit dad it. Too. He gets he like a lump in his throat when talking about what sounds like random things. <laughs> so yes, that's where we're at. Um, but here's the thing: so I and feel, I'm not sentimental. I don't give a shit no, about she, that car. Goddamn ice queen. Um, <laughs> but the uh, but again, I think we balance each other. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, but anyway, so even that, which for the longest time I was like, oh, I'm an insane person. I'm the only person that does this. And I'm not like the thing when it was, you write an article about that. And what you find is thousands of people do the same thing. And yeah. thousands of people are like, oh, my God, I'm not actually alone, which I think is mm-hmm. key. I think it, despite being so hyper connected in this world, it's really easy to feel like yeah. you're like a lone freak show. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is its own form of like arrogance or whatever if you're mm-hmm. like yeah, you're i right. suck so i suck yes. so much worse than everyone else <laughs> yeah. yes yeah yeah there's a real sort of solipsism or like a yes. pessimistic narcissism to doing that yeah. you're totally yes. right yeah um okay wow this has been amazing <gasps> i've learned Great. i've learned a lot i have it's i don't know quite what yet i've learned i like confederate currency you're gonna meditate on this I have to, I'm going to have to like re-listen and consolidate <laughs> because I think it was delightfully all over the place. <laughs> oh, my life. Yeah. yeah. Delightful all over the place would be the Latin words on our family crest. Uh, <laughs> um, well, let's talk about why mommy drinks yeah, for a please. second. Okay, so this is Betsy's podcast. Yeah, I do a podcast with Amanda Allen. Um, it's a comedy parenting podcast, but there's no um, advice because most, in my experience, people will be like, oh, you sh- you're a parent. You should listen to this podcast. And I would listen to it and be like, this fucking sucks. It feels <laughs> like work. Uh, I don't need more advice. When you're a parent, everyone, especially a mom, everyone's like, here's advice. You're doing it wrong. Stop doing that. You should do it this way. And it's like so overwhelming and upsetting. So we're like, hey, why don't we do a podcast where we just share stories about what a shit show our we are and what our should show our life is sometimes and um and let's share them and people will feel less alone and that's exactly what it does and it's also funny yes okay i i love it because and i think honey fans are gonna be into it too because that's to me also the project of honey is like you don't you think your relationship sucks because you're fighting all the time like no (laughs) like tons of people are (laughs) yeah 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 as a parent being a parent is one of the most isolating things I've ever experienced, ever. Um, and this, even just hosting this podcast, hosting this podcast uh, has taught me that, no, everyone's a shit show. Even people who think they, even people who appear very polished, who are very amazing at their career, who have nannies, like, no, we're all <laughs> a horror show. Everyone's kid will shit in your bed. <laughs> you are a writhing mass of insecurity and uh and no one knows what they're doing and it's totally fine it's so important it's what i was just saying about talking about like that like you're not alone yeah thing. yeah it, every parent or every parent that i know like it's so easy to be like i'm terrible at this like i'm screwing this up i am doing and it's a my bad shameful job. secret and it's my shameful secret no one talks about it and the point of the podcast is like no 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 no, no. we're all fucking this up <gasps> yeah because like, so much parenting stuff is like 
Pinterest and like, look at this Halloween oh, party. Look at this I bento made. box I made for my daughter oh for my lunch. Oh my god, she's eating a, a sandwich that looks like a panda. Aren't oh. I amazing? <laughs> Aren't you the worst? Unlimited leisure time, and I'm married rich. Yeah, and you're like, oh my god, I am the worst. Yeah. I've made the worst choices. Oh, I just gave him ch- dinosaur chicken nuggets, uh, and you gave him a bento box. It's like, uh. no, bitch, we're all eating dinosaur chicken nuggets, <laughs> and it's fine. Betsy describes the feeling of the show, which I think perfectly, as that feeling of like when you're in a supermarket or public place and you hear a kid freaking out and melting down and you suddenly realize it's not yours and that <laughs> wave of relief and schadenfreude is uh, it's an opiate yeah so even people who don't have kids uh, listen to the podcast because they're, they're yeah it's, there's this schadenfreude aspect to it that's really delightful and uh, and it'll make you glad that you don't have kids <laughs> or if you do have kids you're like oh it could always be worse yeah my, my, my writing partner's in his mid 40s does not have kids and I say he listened to every episode probably before I even do uh, and I think for him I think if you have kids you will feel a lot less alone and if you don't have kids you will feel better about that decision amazing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so why mommy drinks check it out check out why mommy drinks we'll link to it in the comments and everything Brilliant. Um, you guys thank you so much this was awesome thanks for coming to the super collider yeah thank you I apologize for the constant noise. I no, I don't care at all. I'm so happy. Okay. I particularly like that Odie was always very worried that I wasn't enjoying my coffee. <laughs> Are you enjoying your coffee? Can I like, take it from you? He would you? be like, there. Drink that, it. You left it there. You left it here. <laughs> Katie. Yeah, he brought he brought in whatever this battery pack is. That, I don't even know where he found it. That came out of my purse. Oh, he has clearly so gone through your purse. I'm, but I'm just worried. I don't need this one. Lo- this there's one battery missing, and I don't need it. But I'm worried that he's, he's going to eat, eat it, it or something. So we have one spare battery. We'll we find it. Okay. We'll find it. Should we go watch Paw Patrol? Let's go watch Paw okay. Patrol. Oh, I wonder what the I wonder what, what those, those crazy are pups are up to. <laughs> In the next episode, they want to save a bunny, and they do. <laughs> oh, no, there's a cookie on the table. How do we get it off? Use your hands. <laughs> We're going to leave it there. Thanks for listening to Honey. I'm Julia Meltzer. You can find the show on Instagram and Twitter at Honey with Julia, on Facebook at Honey with Julia Meltzer. This show is produced by Ryan Middledorf and Ryan Counts House. Our intern is Portia Critchman. Our theme song is by Aaron and Melissa. And our artwork is by Allie Monroe. Okay, bye. What's a creative podcast network?